It's the Commander Cookout Podcast with Brando and Ryan. Let's go! I'm Brando. I'm Ryan. And you're listening to episode 40 of the Commander Cookout Podcast. What's going down? A whole lot. We're back after our arc of escalation. We're going to do another entry into our Project Atraxa, which is oh. very exciting. It's the first show of the new year. How was is, how is New Year's Eve for you, Ryan? Pretty good, I think. Minus 32 here Celsius for our friends in the land of the free. That's almost the same as minus 32 in your world. Which is cold enough to freeze the blood in your veins. Yeah, and if you add the wind, it was minus 50 here this morning. You like that? No. I don't like that at all. No, why do we live here? It actually froze the the vent that my my dryer Mm -hmm. vents out in my basement inside my house Inside of an insulated cupboard, it, frozen. There's ice on the outside of it in my basement. My house shifted enough that it cracked a window. Insane. Yeah. It sucks here. Yeah. We don't know why people live in, in the north. We really don't. I guess we want to do a spicy new deck list then. Yes, we do, because the heat of the spice will chase the cold away. Oh, yep. That was kind of corny, but I like it. It's like tequila. That's more of an, a you and I reference. Yes. Yes. We are the tequila of podcasts. So we're doing Project Atraxa. Project Atraxa. This around is what version three? Four, I think. Four? Three. Three or four. Three or four. The goal of Project Atraxa, so everybody knew that's listening since the last hashtag Project Atraxa. Nice. Is well, you look at EDHREC.com and she is the number one commander in all of EDHREC.com and all of the internet. She's number one. And she's got like a Super Friends build. She's got an Infect build. And that's kind of it. So when, you want, when you're when you trolling through thousands of Atraxa decks, you can come across CCO Podcast Atraxa decks and mm, find something different. Yeah. And I think this might be our most different of all of the difference. I'm really excited about this. Oh, very much so. And you heard our different intro. Yes. Because we are going to do a little bit of a mimic of the scrapbooking ninnies. Yes, we are. Yes. It's a new year, new idea where we're just going to take down those ladies by mimicking everything. That they is do. our sole purpose of this podcast from now until it actually happens is taking down the ninnies and being number one games and hobbies podcast on Podomatic.com. Yes, and we appreciate your support. Yes, and speaking of support and Podomatic.com, Brando will run through the social media coordinates right now. I certainly will. We are CCO Podcast on Twitter and tappedout.net. That's where you can look at any deck list that we talk about before this show, after this show, or during this show. We're commandercookout at gmail.com. That's where you can send any show suggestions, deck lists, Sliver Queen, Planeswalker card ideas. Oh, for the contest! No nudes. Or nudes, maybe on a Sliver Queen proxy card. Does Sliver Queen wear clothes? Nope. Naked. All right, this is the one time I'll agree with you. We are also Commander Cookout on iTunes, Google Play, Google Machine, Podomatic, Patreon, YouTube, Commander Society, and edhrec.com. There you go. So we're everywhere. You can find us, listen to us, like, subscribe. Ooh, I always wanted to say this. Destroy that like button. Oh, that's a thing. S- smash that like button. Yeah, that's yeah, that's a YouTuber thing. I've never tried that before. I Whatever. suppose we're we technically it. on YouTube. Yeah, yeah. We're, we're sweet. Um, the episodes go up a little bit later on YouTube, um, just because it takes a little bit of time to upload them. Yes. Or whatever. That's my excuse. I'm sticking to it. Yes. Also, I think this year, because it is a new year, and I think we should take the plunge. I haven't talked to Ryan about this yet, but we're going to do it now. I think it's time we start a Facebook page. Oh, God dang it. Yeah. I love Facebook, but I don't want to have a page. Yeah, I'm with you. I'm with you there. CCO Nation, let us know. You want a Facebook page? Is that the preferred method of communication with us? Yeah, would, or you, is would it, you follow the Facebook page? Would you Would you like it? Yeah. yeah. Do you want to be part of it? Or is Twitter and email and things of that nature enough? Yeah. You tell us. Yes. I suppose, too, um, just going back to the Sliver Queen thing, uh, send us your Sliver Queen proxies or just an email with what the pluses and minuses would do on a five-color Sliver Queen Planeswalker. That is free entry into our contest. Yes, we're not sure what we're giving away yet. Yeah. But once we figure it out, well, we'll know by the beginning of the next arc, which we'll be doing in a couple of weeks. So keep sending them in, and we're, we're really no, enjoying them new so arc starting next week. Next week? Yes. Ooh. Yeah. We're not going to talk about it today, a little spoiler, but what we will talk about is other ways to enter the contest. That's going to probably be at the end of that arc. Maybe by the end of January, we'll be giving something away again. And I think that we'll come up with some really good prizes. 
We try hard. We've got a little bit of patron funding that we can exercise. We've got, of course, Brando's $5 foil bag, which is always a good time. Um, trips to the dollar store, what have you. Yeah, we're we're classy here. So we have, do we have any shout outs? I don't think we have any. Do we have any? Um, Who do you want to acknowledge? We're going to have a, a bunch next week, I know. Excellent. As part of the, uh, the new um, arc. But this week... I want to get right into what we are calling Scrapatraxa. Scraptraxa. All right, before we start that, we should probably read her. Everybody knows what she does. Let's just let's just read Atraxa real quick, get it out of the way. Atraxa Praetor's voice is a 4-4 angel horror for green, white, blue, black. She has flying, vigilance, death touch, and lifelink. Of course she does. Yeah, F and that if, bitch. And as if that isn't enough, also, at the beginning of your end step, proliferate. Proliferate is when you pick any permanent with a counter on it. And put an additional counter of that type. So that's Planeswalker loyalty counters. That's infect counters on your yeah, opponents. player or permanent. That's if you suck at playing Dark Depths, you could put more ice counters on there. <laughs> yes. If you're trying, if you're playing some Griefer D bag that's playing Divinity counters on something that makes the game end in a draw. Yep. You can stop that from happening. You can do all kinds of stuff. Ooh, good throwbacks. Good throwbacks. Yeah. So getting into this deck, it's the. Scrap tracks the list. Where should we start? Where do we usually start? Well, here's the thing. I wanted to put into this deck as many big fat fatties as I could. Awesome. And I ended up cutting a bunch of them. And you're going to see why when we get into the list, we wanted to put these big fat fatties in here. Some of them stayed. Some of them didn't stay. The list is actually still 107 cards long. So either CCO Nation or Brando right here live while we're recording yeah. are going to help us cut it down and just just because i like these cards i wanted to give them a read and if anybody knows actually what they do shout out to you because these are some old and or terrible things yes i'm gonna start with a little ditty from invasion of course from invasion not in the list cut devouring strassus nine nine flyer for nine during your upkeep sack a creature or sacrifice it and it has sack creature to regenerate it. That's all from memory. I don't know if that's 100% accurate, but it's a 9-9 nine, nine flyer for 9 from Invasion, and it got the cut, and I was very sad. Not good enough. Kuro Pitlord is like pay one life or pay some amount of life to give dudes minus one, minus one. Yeah, but he costs like, four, like black, 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 black to keep him alive every upkeep, right? That, and that's why he died. The deck can actually play these things for free. And circumvent the mana cost, which is very powerful in Commander. That's why I wanted them in here, but got cut. Those upkeep cards, or upkeep costs, can be a big shit sucker. Yeah, Moldgraf Monstrosity as well got cut. He was um, green, 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 whole bunch of more mana for an 8-8. And uh, he gets stuff back from your graveyard when he dies. Tromocratus, you got to block him if you can block. He's an 8-8. Ghoul Tree, which is a 10-10 that costs less for each card in an opponent's graveyard. Yeah, or creature card in an opponent's Or creature graveyard. card, yeah. Colonian Behemoth, Mirror Battlesphere, Stonehoof Chieftain, Doomgape. All of these were <laughs> going to be in there. And there's many, many, many more that, that got cut. And they were just in there because they're, they're giant creatures. But alas. Doomgape. It's a great name. <laughs> yeah, I know. That I don't even want to. Great name. It sounds like something that you don't want to Google. Absolutely. Yeah. yeah. So let's get into the recipe a little bit. Should we get the elephant out of the room? We're, we are playing him. Yeah. Oh, not what I was talking about. Oh. The elephant in the room is this is actually a spy kit deck. Yeah. <laughs> and we're gonna give spy kit a read right now because it predicates so many choices that are in the deck. Yes, a lot of things won't make sense unless you know this. So make note of this, everyone. Spy kit is an equipment for two. Equip for two. Equipped creature gets plus one, plus one, and has all names of all non-legendary creature cards in addition to its name. Yes. So you equip it, and it becomes every creature. Notably, it does not become token names like zombie or plant. Rele relevant in the real world, but not re really relevant for this list. Yes. It's also not generals, so it's not Atraxa. It's not Krenko, it's not Pimp Form Ultimus, it's none of those yeah, guys. Yeah, it's none of those guys. The other thing that I wanted to talk about before we get into this deck is it's got some really loose includes because we're really trying to mimic the scrapbooking ninnies. Yes, we needed books, we needed scraps. Let's read the books right now, get them out of the way. Let's just do some books. So for books, we have a messy tome that uh, draws cards, discards cards, so it's kind of looting. 
we have Jaloom Tomb. Oh. That's not how you say it, but that's how I am saying it. Also drawing cards, discarding cards. Jayamide Tome. Jam Day Tome. Jam Day Tome. Pay sure. for a draw card. Mangara's Tome. <laughs> I made Brando say all the hard words. It has a novel of text on it and a uh, some kind of Stone Age book in the picture. I would read it, but I'm going to let you look it up and you can read it. I actually know what it does. Do it, Ryan. This is a book for five. You... Uh, Cast it, search for five cards. Oh, you shuffle them up, put them underneath the book face down, and then instead of drawing a card on in your draw step, you can actually take a random card from under Mangara's tomb. Or you pay two. You pay two instead of drawing a card. Or, oh, it's terrible. It's very bad. But <laughs> it actually looks like a scrapbook. It does. Which I really appreciate. So we've got all these scrapbooks. Notably, we don't have Spellbook or its Mexican counterpart, Libro de Hichos. <laughs> F.U. Smitty. We do have also a Thran Tome. Oh, this one's actually good. This could be some good stuff. So Thran Tome is an artifact for four, five, tap it, reveal the top three cards of your library to target opponent, bury one of those cards of the opponent's choice, draw the remaining ones. Yeah, so you can pay, what is it, five mana? Five. See, it's a little bit pricey, but you reveal three and you get to draw two. It's kind of like, um, it's kind of like intuition. It's kind of like a really crappy intuition, but it's, it's still, it's And intuition. it's reusable. And it's every turn. And so the deck can make a bunch of mana. You'll see a couple different ways to make some good amount of mana. And there's some relevant graveyard recursions. So really, oh, yeah. even the things that go to the graveyard, eventually you will be able to play with. Very much so. Which is neat. So those are the books. Should we go to the scrappers? Sure. There's 24 creatures. Some of them have scrap in the name. <laughs> <laughs> I know we're so good. We're the worst. How about Elvish Oh, he's actually good. I like him. Elvis Scrapper is a 1-1 one, one for 1. The 1 is green. Green, tap, sack him, destroy target artifact. I don't hate that. Yeah. And it's... when you talk about the relevant recursion package in the deck, not bad. Not the most bestest thing, but it's a 1-1 one, one guy with a relevant ability. Following that, we have Scrap Trawler. Scrap Trawler, actually good, like an actual commander card. So he is a 3-2 three, for 3 construct if that matters whenever scrap trawler or another artifact you control is put into a graveyard from the battlefield return it to we, return to your hand target artifact card in your graveyard with lesser converted mana cost yeah what if somebody destroys your spy kit that's bullshit yeah spy kit costs two scrap cr trawler cross costs three so scrap trawler dies you just get your spy kit back boom what Boy. about scrap heap scrounger he is a three two for two uh-oh also Can't. a construct if again if that matters yeah, that's the thing can't block, so what else does he do? How about one black exile another creature card from your graveyard, return scrap scrap heap scrounger from your graveyard to the battlefield. Right to the battlefield. And important in an example that we're going to equip to an Isochron Scepter in the future that you need to get creatures back from your graveyard or have a uh, recurrable source of creatures. Yes, very um, good. Again, important with Spy Kit in the future. What about Crosin Cloud Scrapper? Did I say that right? <laughs> I think it's Scraper. That's <laughs> uh, Scrapper. But it's spelled Scrapper. He's a 13-13 for 10. <laughs> what the hell? At the beginning of your upkeep, sack him unless you pay green-green. And he also has Morph for 7 green-green. We don't really care about the 7 green-green Morph. What we care about is his 13 power and his Scrapper name. Correct. <laughs> yeah, he has all of the relevant abilities, which is Big Beater and Scrapper. Yes. Yes. couple other creatures of note. We've got an Arkham Dagson, who uh, is a tutor. I will admit we're going to have to make some sacrifices to play what is kind of a theme deck, but ultimately it's really super fun even in testing it. We're going to talk about that in a minute. But Arkham Dagson is a tutor for an artifact. We've got Clever Impersonator. That's going to, for Blue Blue 2, he's a shapeshifter. When he when you cast him, he enters the battlefield as a copy of target permanent. Let non-land permanent, right? Yep. And you can copy scrap, scrap, spike. whatever. <laughs> yeah, or oh, spike it. Or spike it. Probably, though, based on a couple of the other things in the deck, you're going to find something really big, and then you're going to copy it with Clever Impersonator. You could definitely make another Crosian Cloud Scrapper. Cloud Scrapper, yes. Yeah. Then you have 26 right. power. You all. Yeah. Two Pump Chump. That's right. In real damage. Yeah. Yes. Now this Commander damage bullshit. Yeah, no. Um, how about Evil Twin? 
because Evil Twins actually doesn't get the love that he deserves. Evil Twin is another clone, so he's a zero zero four two blue black. You may have Evil Twin enter the battlefield as a copy of any creature on the battlefield, except it has blue black tap destroy turret creature with the same name as this creature. Okay, fine. You copy the opponent's commander, and whenever they cast it, you can kill it. Very good. Good good use for Evil Twin on the regular. What if then you equip Evil Twin with Spy Kit, so it gains every single name of every creature? Uh-oh. You can destroy any creature. That sounds like Terminate on legs. Yeah, and okay, fine, there are other things that do that, like... This Ava- well, you could use, like, Avatar, Avatar of Woe, Visard, the Dreadful, Royal Assassin... Yeah. But those cost more mana. Evil Twin can actually copy, oh, I don't know, World Spine Worm or yeah. this thing Carlson isn't a Cloud one, Scrapper. This thing isn't a 1-1 one, one for 3 or a Avatar it could be a one, one for pretty four. good. It could be a 1-1 one, one for 4, but it probably won't be. It's probably going to be something relevant It could be four. a 15-15 fifteen, fifteen for 4. Yeah. Not bad. Not too bad. Now, moving down the list, um, I want to just quickly read Fell Shepherd and then the guy right next to him. You're going to see alphabetically. <laughs> Fell Shepherd is a 8-6 for 5 black black. Whenever Fell Shepherd, Shepherd deals combat damage to a player, you may return to your hand all creature cards that were put into a graveyard from the battlefield this turn. New paragraph. Black. Sack a dude. Target bro gets minus 2, minus 2 into literature. So you can sack dudes. Again, you're going to need recurrable dudes or tokens to be able to constantly feed Fell Shepherd. If they're not tokens, you just beat wholesale ass after you killed their team with them for eight, and then you get all your guys back. And he costs 31 cents. 31 cents. That's only he's, four bucks yeah, Canadian. Yeah, he's like from Commander 2013, I believe. I don't know the symbol. So yeah, the something like that. 13 or 14. Damn, he's good. Right underneath him, Festering Newt. And you're going to say, what the hell, Brando and Ryan? This is some random shitty-ass card from... I don't even Magic know what... Origins. I don't even know what it's from, but you know what? Give them a read. Festering Newt is a 1-1 one, one for one black. When What's fest... the creature type? Salamander. He's not even a Newt. <laughs> He's not even a Newt. That's terrible. When Festering Newt dies, target creature and opponent controls gets minus one, minus one until end of turn. That creature gets minus four, minus four instead if you control the creature named Bog Brew Witch, which you do if somebody's equipped with a spy kit. Cool. If you control another little ditty called Bubbling Cauldron, we're jumping ahead a little bit, but I want to read it right now. Get it out of the way. Yeah, artifact. Four. Two. Artifact. One. Tap. Sack a bro. You gain three life. Whatever. Four life. Well, four life. Yeah, four that's life. 33% better. One. <laughs> tap. Sacrifice a creature named Festering Newt. Each opponent loses four life. And you gain life equal to the life lost this way. Life equal to the life lost this way. So in a standard game of Commander, that's 12. Yeah. That's lots. You're doing four to everybody and you're gaining 12. All you need is recurrable creature or tokens and spy kit. And because, I mean, you got to have the actual festering newt for this part to work. If you have the spy kit, uh, technically you have a bog brew witch as well. So something's going to get dusted probably, getting minus four, minus four. Somebody's going to lose a whole crap ton of life. Somebody else, you, is going to gain a whole crap ton of life. Very cool. So that's just a little synergy. If we keep moving on through the creatures, I mean, you're going to see a couple mana dorks, a couple big bigs. If you do abandon the spy kit plan, this deck kind of, turns into what I think is kind of like a control aggro deck. Like you control until the late game till you can drop some big fatties. And we're playing some of the biggest and fattest. Like We're, we're playing Terastodon. We're big playing Daddy Buttsex. World Spine Worm. He's a 15-15 for 11. When he dies, you get 15 more power worth of dudes. I think across three of them. Yeah, three of them. Three five fives, yeah. We have the aforementioned Cloud Scrapper. We've got... Panglacial Worm. Yeah, Panglacial Worm is a 9-5 for seven. It's got Trample. While you're searching your library, you can play him from your library. Yeah, and important because we've got one mana tutors and we've got zero mana tutors as well. Ooh. Ooh. So you're going to have your mana left over to, uh, to play him. And then my personal favorite dude in the deck, love this guy, Hydra Omnivore. Ooh. We'll read him real quick. He's an 8-8 eight, eight for 6. Yeah. <laughs> power creep. That's what that is. That's what you call Just power wait, creep. Just wait, there's more. Yeah. <laughs> That's not all. If you play this 8-8 eight, eight for 6, you also get an 8-8 eight, eight for 6 that whenever it deals damage to a, an opponent, it deals that much damage to all of your other opponents. Yeah. Because why not? 
Is there any way to pump him in the deck other There's than like spy kit? Thunderfoot Baylos. Oh yeah, that, that's right. He is a five five for six. He's got he's trample and lieutenant. Lieutenant is something happens if you control him and your commander. In this case, Thunderfoot Baloth gets plus two plus two, and creatures you control get plus two plus two and trample. Jesus. Yep. Oh, um, how about um, Prime Evil Protector? Uh, talking about ways to pump. Prime Evil Protector is a. 10, 10, 4, 10 and a green. Costs one less to cast for each creature your opponents control. When he comes into play, he gets a plus one, plus one counter for each other creature you control. And you can uh, make attracts and make more of those counters, I mean. No, that's that's kind of correct. When Primeval Protector enters the battlefield, put a plus one, plus one counter on each other creature you control. Oh yeah, I read so that So those other creatures, like Hydra Omnivore, get bigger and then deals that much more damage to other people as well. Yeah. Um, we've, we're playing um, Bloodbirth Viper and Collar of the Pack as well that are similar to Hydra Omnivore in that they have Myriad. And when they attack, you put a copy of them into play, tapped and attacking for each opponent. Yes, and that's and, a may or may not do. Yeah, and Bloodbirth Viper actually, when he hits a guy, you draw a card. He's a Ophidian. Yeah, and Collar of the Pack is just a big beater. He's uh, seven mana, eight six again. Trample, Myriad. With a kick-ass picture on him. Instance, six. Sorceries, 12. That seems like normal amounts. Didn't you say this was a commander, uh, control deck? A little bit. Let's take a look at some of the instants specifically first. We've got a little ditty called, and this is like one of the main things in the deck, Mask of the Mimic. It's from Stronghold, which I really appreciate. Sack a creature, search your library for any copy of target creature card and put it into play. Shuffle your library afterwards. Specifically what that means is when you, as an additional cost to cast Mask of the Mimic, sacrifice a creature, search for another creature that's already in play, put it onto the battlefield. And it's an instant! For one? Yeah, so all you have to do is... Make sure that you've got Spy Kit out, sack some dude. Say a soldier token. Soldier token, let's say your Scrap Heap Scrounger, whatever. Search for World Spine Worm. Put it into play. And I shit you not, CCO Nation, I had turn three World Spine Worm into turn four World Spine Worm in testing this deck. Awesome. Yeah, that's 30 power on turn four. You don't get that very often. That's some Atraxas shit. Although Atraxa had nothing to do with any of that, which I appreciate. Yeah, very much so. So what else do we got in here? For instance, we also have a Bile Blight. Target creature and all other creatures with the same name as that creature get minus three, minus three. Echoing Truth. Return target non-land permanent and all other permanents with the same name as that permanent to their owner's hands. I'm seeing a common theme here. Also, we have Winnow. Destroy target non-land permanent if another permanent with the same name is in play and draw a card. Over in the sorcery section, I'll just mention this one as well, we also have a Maelstrom Pulse. Destroy target non-land permanent and all other permanents with the same name as that permanent. So I feel like if you start targeting your dude that has the same name as all creatures in play, you can start hitting a lot of stuff with those. You target your own dude. It's so good. <laughs> it's so funny. It's 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 kind of cute. So we got a couple others in here as well. We've got a little ditty called Mitotic Manipulation. That's a sorcery for blue, blue one. Look at the top seven cards of your library. Put a creature card with the same name as a creature in play onto the battlefield. It's actually one of those cards, so you get a land, too, if you really needed it. Oh, really? Yeah. Uh, I feel like I'd rather get any big creature from the deck. Absolutely. But so, sometimes on turn three, you ain't got a big creature, you ain't got a spy kit, and you really need that. Second forest for your gross yeah. and cloud scraper. Yes. Scrapper. Some Sometimes you got to do that. Just sometimes <laughs> yeah, you got to do stupid crap yeah, like yeah, that. Yeah, yeah, that's right. The last one I want to talk about, Retraced Image. Retraced Image is a sorcery for a blue. Reveal a card in your hand, then put that card into play if it has the same name as a permanent in play. <laughs> <laughs> that little ditty right there is turn two World Spine Worm. <laughs> so we're playing Soul Ring, of course. So you go land, Soul Ring. Um, Spy Kit. Spy Kit. And then turn two, you play your artifact for two off your soul ring and your retraced image from uh, your island. Boom. <laughs> so, Magical Christmas land, but it's possible. A, a little bit it is. Now, I just want to give a little bit of a shout out to 
author on edhrec.com, Christopher Russell, he actually posted a Mistform Ultimus list that used all of these cards with Spy Kit. And I thought it was such a great idea. Let's make a whole deck and episode out of it. And um, that article was called Weird Harvest. That's his That's his, um, his series. I've Been You is what the article is called. And it was from December 14th of 2017. So I got to looking into cards that do things based on the same name. And there's actually too many to play. There's lots of them. Yeah, not just in blue either. His was mono blue. Ours is four color and I had to cut some because there's too mm. many. We're playing another one called, I don't want to say it wrong, but Bif- Bifurcate? Bifurcate? Bifur- Bifurcate. It's a sorcery for green three. Search your library for a copy of target creature in play and put that card onto the battlefield. Put it into play, Ryan. Read put, it right. Put this it is into from play. Masks Block. <laughs> Show some respect. Yeah. Search for a copy of a creature in play and put it into play. There we go. I like that better. So you just get, it's for four mana. You just get whatever you want out of your deck provided you have Spy Kit. Yes. Spy Kit is a dangerous card, isn't it? Very we, much so. Also, BioVisionary would be fun. But yeah, I guess. yeah, he sees play with Spy Kit on EDHREC.com, um, but I didn't want to do the norm. Yeah, I suppose. As per kind of grassroots of CCO podcast is yeah. let's try and break the mold. Let's do something different. Let's do Pack Hunt. What is Pack Hunt? Pack Hunt. Oh. Oh. Pack Hunt. Also from Masks Block. Yes. So we already know that from it's Nemesis. awesome. Tremendous art on it as well. It is a sorcery for three and a green. Search your library for up to three copies of Target Creature. Reveal them and put them into your hand. So you search for three things that are the same name as whatever's equipped with Spy Kit. What the hell is... What game are we playing? And you can search for Elvish Scrapper to destroy an artifact. You can search for Eternal Witness, which is in here. You can search for Scrap Trawler if you need to get something else back from your graveyard, like your Scrap Heap Scrounger. And while you're doing that, you can play Panglacial Panglacial Worm. Yes! (laughs) This is insane. What we're doing is insane. Yeah, Yeah. yes, 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 yes. (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> Moving right along. So we're going to jump into the artifacts because there's 16 of them here. Lots. And we're playing a complement of four signets. Of course, the four or five books. We're playing a chromatic lantern, which is tap for a color of any mana, and all your lands tap for any color mana. And it's a three-drop rock. Yes. It's also awesome. quite expensive. They're like 14 bucks. 14 bucks now, yeah. Yeah, it's like 200 Canadian. Good card, though. I picked them up when they were like a dollar and some because I figured they'd be good in EDH eventually. For sure. Well, it was reprinted in Commander 16 just last year. Huh. Well, two years ago now. Oh. Good thing those uh, reprints really caused the price to go down. Yeah, good thing the Commander 16 products aren't worth like $100 if you wanted to seal the Traxa deck. Just God, the Traxa, though. God, I guess the rest of them are pretty good, though, too. She's 28 bucks. I hate her. Yeah, I hate her, too. Commander Sphere, another tap for any color rock. Bunch of tombs. Now, Isochron Scepter, super important card in the deck because you can put a Mask of the Mimic, which, remember, lets you search for any creature and put it into play provided you have Spike. Isochron Scepter is an artifact for two with imprint. When you cast it, you exile a card, in this case, Mask of the Mimic, and you can pay two and tap Isochron Scepter to copy Mask of the Mimic. You do that every turn. This is why you need recurrable creatures or tokens because you sack a creature with mask of the mimic and you get your big daddy butt sex you get your fell shepherd or you get your next turn your evil twin to copy the world spine worm that you already searched for last turn yes that's how you do it every turn so good yep and there's there's actually three clones in here so you could have four world spine worms four terastodons you could (laughs) Oh, shit. And then we round that off with a Sol Ring. Yeah. And a master, Masterwork of Ingenuity. That's another thing I felt was worth Oh, yeah, because you can kind of copy Spy Kit. Yeah, it's a clone for equipment for one. Very excellent. Which is important. Okay, enchantments. This is where we start to get a little bit more controlly. And thank you to Christopher Russ, now my friend on Facebook, FYI. Neat. Yeah. Bazaar of Wonders. Before we get into that, and speaking of friends on Facebook, did you notice me uh, burning Dean Goody by using oh, a conversation with his yes. daughter? I, I yeah. certainly liked your comment. Ha. F you, yeah. Dean Goody. Yeah. Ha. Teach you to come on the show and be fun. <laughs> yeah. Anyway, Bizarre of Wonders is an enchantment for three blue blue. When Bizarre of Wonders comes into play, remove all cards in all graveyards from the game. New paragraph. I, I like that. Just, just, just that. I like that. That's a cool EDH card already. Yeah. 
But what else could it possibly do? Let's see. Whenever a spell is played, counter it if a card with the same name is in play or in any graveyard. <laughs> Have fun playing creatures, bro. Yeah, loser. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I like everything about this card. I love that it's blue graveyard removal. I love that it sticks around in play. I love the art. It's from Mirage. Yeah, those hidden gems we talk about. And it's 39 cents. It's like a buck and a half Canadian. Yeah. Very affordable. Very much so. Yeah. So next card, not so affordable, Bitter Blossom. That's one of the recursion or recurrable token producers that I've been chirping about. Um, Gives you a black flyer, 1-1, at the cost of one life, every upkeep. Yeah, for two mana. Pretty good. 35 bucks, so not so good. What else we got? Cornered Market. Oh, baby. Cornered Market, also from Masked Block. Block. There it is. Two and a white. Players can't play spells or non-basic lands with the same name as a card in play. Yeah, so you Ooh. can't play your non-basics anymore. So we're, we're already looking kind of like uh, Blood Moon. If Bazaar of Wonders was like Counterbalance, this cornered market is kind of like Blood Moon. But also, you can't play stuff. Yeah. <laughs> All we need is a spy kit. <laughs> uh, ooh, I like this one. I really like this one. Detention Sphere. We all know Detention Sphere. How much better is it with a spy kit? Very much excellent, because you target your own guy, and it exiles all creatures. That have the same name as it. <laughs> Which is everyone. Which is all of them. Oh, get oh, beat man. down. So good. Everything. And then we've got a Mirari's Wake. That makes your mana tap for more, makes your dudes a little bigger. We've got a Remembrance. We've got a Remembrance. Remembrance is a enchantment for white three. Whenever a non-token creature you control is put into a graveyard, you may search your library for a copy of that creature card. If you do, reveal it, put it in your hand. And shelf your library. So your your ditty with spy kit on it dies. You search for another creature in your graveyard and get it back. Search for any card, put it back. <laughs> well, any creature in card. Any creature I guess. card. Yeah, maybe Eternal Witness if you want the actual creature card back. Maybe Fell Shepherd so you can cast it and then get your guys back, like recurably. And then finally, to round out the enchantment section, another gem from Mirage. This guy is excellent. Purgatory. I love Purgatory. It's got a good name, good art. It's white-black, my new favorite color combination. It's flavorful, and it's got great art on it. 63 cents. It's super cheap. I love it. Terrific card. So Purgatory is an enchantment for two white-black. Whenever a summon card is put into your graveyard from play... It's a creature. Put that card under Purgatory, face up. That means exile it. During your upkeep, you may pay four mana and two life to put any card under Purgatory into play as though it were just played. If Purgatory leaves play, remove all cards under it from the game. So essentially, your creature dies. It doesn't go to heaven or hell. It stays in limbo. Yeah. And at any time, you can... What's paying two life and mana? Repenting? Human sacrifice? I don't know what that's supposed to symbolize, but whatever it is in biblical theology, you do, and creature comes back. Nice. So sick. It's so good. Nothing stays dead. That's hidden a very gem. Good best hidden gem, I think, since Mundungu. And Mundungu is very good. Also from Mirage. Excellent. Yeah. yeah. Mirage block. Who knew? So excellent. I'm going to buy 10 copies of Purgatory. I have two. Let's run the Monopoly on Purgatory. <laughs> I, think that's what, I think that's what we said about Mundungu. <laughs> Purgatory buyout. Yeah. Mundungu that's it. buyout. Get ready. Lands. 37. That's a normal amount. We're playing. I think fairly budget. We're playing the five color dudes. We're playing some fetches, some shocks, couple of each basic. The comes into play tapped trilands. Yep. We've we're, got vivids. We got uh, vivids. Excellent in Atraxa because they never really run out of counters because you always just proliferate the uh, what? What is it? Um, uh, what's the counter called? I think they're just counters. Charge counters. Charge counter. Oh, that's lame. Yeah, there's nothing special with those. Yeah, ones. there's a vivid for each uh, each color. They come into play tapped, and you tap them for a green or a black or whatever color they are, and you can remove a charge counter and add one of any color. There's no secret to these cards. They're in Commander products. They're in the Atraxa lists pretty much all over the place. Other neat Atraxa cards that are lands are those storage lands from Time Spiral. Oh, yeah. I don't. We don't really play those very often, but oh, they- Oh, they're so slow. They're slower than the vivid lands. They sure are. They come into play untapped. Uh, but they tap for colorless. You can tap it to put a counter on it, and then you can tap it and remove any number of counters on them to add that much red and black or blue and black or white and yeah, green Yeah, I guess with Atraxa, just, Atraxa doesn't accelerate you with those. She just she could if you didn't want to use them, just like regular. Yeah. Or you could use them for a colorless and then also proliferate them. Yes, they're a little bit slower, but they're kind of a neat 
include, and if you're already kind of ahead on land, they're well, maybe maybe, maybe they're a good to, include for the budget section. Yeah, they're neat to have, and they're cheap. They're cheap as hell. Yep, and you know what I like in this kind of deck is the artifact lands. We're playing those as well. Tree of Tales, Vault of Whispers, and Seed of the Synod. There we go. Those are the Atraxa color artifact lands that you can actually minus zero off a Tezzeret. That's my little secret tech right there for you. We talked about that in a previous episode sometime. Talk, but, we've talked about that a couple of times, yeah. But uh, Tezzeret, you can also minus two off of him to search for an artifact with converted mana cost of two and put it onto the battlefield. Spy kit. Spy kit, exactly. So Tezzeret's another tutor. Yes. Which, again, here it comes, 10 tutors in the list. Yes. Although, while we're talking Tezzeret, should we go into the other Planeswalkers? Because we are playing Atraxa, we are spicy as fuck, but we're also playing some Oh, yeah, let's just, I suppose. Let's just do it. Okay. Let's so, do it. Tezzeret, I mean, we use him to untap artifacts or ramp, or we minus X him to find Spy Kit, Isochron Scepter, or Artifact Lands. Very good. Yeah, don't mind that. Then we got uh, Nissa, Voice of Zendikar. She's the three loyalty, three mana one. Put a plant token into play. You can minus two her to put a plus one, plus one counter on each creature you control. That ability is so underrated because it's a minus. As soon as you have a Trax out, you just minus, 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 minus in like as much as you can while keeping her alive. Yes, it's very good. Yeah. And then her big one, I think, is you gain X life and... Hang on, I'll actually read it. You gain X life and draw X cards where X is the number of lands you control, which is kind of weird considering her, she's all creature-based. Yeah, that's certainly an excellent... It's cool, but she doesn't have synergy on the card, and I hate that. Yeah. I do not like when Planeswalkers do things that don't Yeah, and you know what? I mean, if you're if you're talking about our, our engine there with Isochron Scepter and Mask of the Mimic, you're going to want to plus one her if that's your only source of recurable or tokens. She's a blocker. She makes blockers and she makes sacrificial lambs, so to speak. Yeah. Next up, we got Freyli's Lanwar's Fury. She's the Planeswalker Commander product from 2014. Thing. Yep. She is three. Ma- she's three loyalty for five mana, two of which are green. She plus twos to get you a Lanwar Elf. That's a dork. A dork that taps for green, which is ramp or you again your sackable guy to mask of the mimic correct minus two to destroy an artifact or an enchantment so she's got naturalized and then minus six to draw a card for each green creature you control so she has synergy with herself yes i like that and i like drawing cards which is also good yeah Yeah. (laughs) and then lastly to round out our planeswalker package we have elspeth sun's champion she's a four loyalty planeswalker for six mana two of which are white her plus one is put three one one white soldier creature tokens onto the battlefield minus three destroy all creatures power four or greater Mm -hmm. and then minus seven you get an emblem that says creatures you control have flying and plus two plus two so you plus one her get the tokens then you Minus three her, kill everything except tokens, mask of the mimic one of your tokens away, world spine worm. Dang. That's how you do her. And she's maybe, like, you get soul ring or any of our two or three mana rocks, you can get her on turn four. Pretty good. Don't mind that. Very solid. Yep. That that still is Wrath the Board, turn five, world spine. Very good. Yeah, like it. Card draw. Five card draw spells. If you also include Eternal Witness, Noxious Revival, and Scrap Trawler as card draw spells, you've got eight card draw spells, which I think is good. It's pretty solid. you got lots of ways to find your Eternal Witness, and Noxious Revival being an instant for one mana actually goes onto Isochron Scepter. So if you did have repeatable sacrifice that you needed to do, like with Festering Newt, yep. you could sack the Festering Newt to the Bubbling Cauldron, get the Newt back every upkeep on top of your library albeit but you get it back it's still it's, it could net you 12 life every turn survive that storm just kind of get in there mm-hmm. if you're running a dudes oh, or something you know what else too happen. you could sacrifice the fester newt to your bubbling cauldron and pay what is it four mana two life with purgatory to get festering newt back yeah yeah you get it back into play so and remember you've gained 12 life that's for exactly it, it. So essentially, it's four mana to get him back onto the battlefield. You don't have to cast him again or nothing. How white is this ability? It basically says, pay four mana, gain ten life, bring him back into play. How white is that ability? Brando hates white. I sure do. Targeted removal, six, including creatures and planeswalker abilities. Now, I'm counting Festering Newt in that again. Yes. (laughs) Yes. Minus one or minus four, not negligible, even in Commander. 
And a lot of those uh, targeted removals, if you target your spy kit guy, turn into mass removal. Yeah, that's exactly it. Now, I've got mass removal seven, including planeswalkers and removal with spy kit active. Yeah. So 10 ways to find spy kit. If you have spy kit, seven mass removal spells and six targeted removal spells. Dang. Yep, I definitely like that. Ramp spells, one in cultivate, which could probably be a cut because we've got, you know, like 10 mana rocks and, and or dorks, and that includes um, Planeswalker ability. What's her name? Fraley's. Fraley's. She costs five, but you automatically get a one drop, like not a one drop, but you automatically get a Llanowar Elf. Which isn't, so which isn't bad. Next turn, it puts you to seven, which could cast you your Panglacial Worm if you're searching your library. Yeah. Yeah. Mostly we've covered, okay, we've covered, we cut a bunch of fatties, but we kept a bunch. We covered kind of how to play spy kit. We covered festering newt synergies, covered purgatory. Awesome. Very good. What else? If you don't spy kit, somebody exiles spy kit. Now you could play um, like pull from eternity or the rift sweeper, rift sweeper to get it back into your graveyard or what have you to reanimate it again. But I don't know. I We're already over on cards and I think... Maybe you just go the beatdown route, right? As long as you've played the game a little bit, you'll probably have enough. You can just play a couple big fatties here and there. The that, big... This is where the storage lands actually might come into play because if you're kind of because you're cheating things into play for two anyway, so you might as well just kind of tick those up. And the two are colorless, so those storage lands yeah, kind of would pay great that. dividends because at the end you could tap a dread ship reef and just play the Crosian cloud scrapper. For one land. Very much so. I uh, I certainly like that. Well, not Dreadship Reef. It has to be a green one. Right. Dread- Dreadship Reef is just the one that I know. Oh, it's the, it's the, it's the blue black, black one. Blue one. Yeah, that's right. It's just the one that I know off the top of my head. There is a cycle of all the body colors, though. Yeah. So I guess the the point is if you're playing control and with um, your, what what is it, Winnow and Maelstrom Pulse and Bazaar of Wonders and Cornered Market, then all of a sudden um, spy kit goes bye bye. You've got all this mana that you've been amassing with your mana rocks. Why not just do Atraxa, Thunder, what is he, Thunderfoot Baloth into Big Daddy Butt Sex into Fell Shepherd and off a bunch of guys with Fell Shepherd and Festering Newt, beat wholesale ass. I like that plan. I like switching gears. I like yep. being able to switch gears in a deck. We say it normally A, you want individual or unique gameplay experiences, and you also want more than one way to win. Yes. Because ultimately, World Spine Worm is kind of just a big, dumb idiot. Yeah, he's he's like that new dinosaur coming out. Oh, yeah, the 12-12 for two. Yes. Just a big, dumb asshole. I love him. Yeah. So that's why I, I liked and I kept something like Fell Shepherd because he lets you kill creatures and recur instead of keeping something like Devouring Strosis um, or Hypnox or something else that was cool from... You know, magic of old. Yes. So that's why that's in there. Sometimes you just got to go with the power creep. Yep, definitely. Strengths and weaknesses. Strengths and weaknesses. Strengths first? Sure. Unique and different. Absolutely Absolutely. Especially being that it is Atraxa. And we did cover a few ways to abuse the proliferate on her. We're not just building a sweet deck with Atraxa as the commander to say, oh, look at us, we built a spicy deck. Because Atraxa, especially with a couple of other includes like the storage lands, can make this deck run better. The and deck like, does run better with Atraxa in play. Primeval Protector and also Nisa Voice of Zendikar minus ability to get all your guys bigger. That's yeah. another way to beat ass. Yes, it is. Right? You are doing the Atraxa thing, but you are also doing your own thing with Spy Kit. Correct. Or Crater Hoof. No, not Crater Hoof. Um, Thunderfoot. Thunderfoot. <laughs> well, Jesus, how many different kinds of feet and... Those Bayloths are everywhere, <laughs> damn it. Yeah, they just do all kinds of things with their feet. Strength. Double World Spine, turn four. That's insane. Yeah, we beat that one to death, though. Yes. Unexpected factor kind of rolls into the first two strengths, but I like switching gears. Also unexpected. We haven't talked about this in a while, but you know when you sit down at the table and everybody looks at, oh, you're playing a track, so, oh my God, this is going to be the worst. And then you bust out World Spine Worm on turn three. Awesome. That's a good feeling. What? What kind of a Traxa deck is this? Yeah, that's exactly it. Now, the only other thing that would really breathe life into these few strengths that we just mentioned is if you could find a haste enabler. If, if it was something like Concordant Crossroads, which is one mana world enchantment, all creature gain haste. Yep. If it was something as common as Lightning Greaves, equips for zero, but sure. it's a two mana artifact that you could find easily in the deck. 
Yeah? I mean, you could play something ridiculous like a Chroma's Memorial, too, if you really wanted to go deep you on... You could. I mean, we're playing Fabricate. I'm thinking about how easy a two-mana equipment is to find in the deck. It's super easy. We're playing um, Steel Shaper's Gift, Open the Armory, Tezzeret, the Seeker, right? All of these things that let us find That cat that, that finds cheap. equipment? Uh, Nazan, Revered Bladesmith, that yeah. finds equipment, right? Yeah. So, uh, if you could find your Lightning Greaves or your Swift Foot Boots and equip your Fell Shepherd or World Spine as soon as you play it, boom. Nice. Good night. Weaknesses. Oh, I like that lot. <laughs> yeah. Wait, no, no, no. Uh, Fatality. Yeah, that's what I was looking for. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> Weakness. A little bit janky. Yeah. There is some yeah. questionable includes like... Croshan Cloud Scrapper. <laughs> and probably Nizan. He's um, a six mana tutor with a like a six four attack or a four six whatever how big he is right like ugh. you could probably do better. There's probably a better thing that you could do or something that you would rather seek out with something like there's just a better card that you could play. Like no, I'm, I'd imagine that instead of finding him, you're probably gonna find Stone Hewer Giant, which we're also playing in here. Yeah, we talked about him a while ago. He just finds equipment and puts it on himself. Yeah. So there's your spy kit and it's equipped for less than the cost of. Equipping spy kit. Yep. Yeah. Like, come on now. While we are doing a scrapbook parody, the scrapbooks in the list are a little bit janky. There are better ways to draw cards. Absolutely there are. But again, we are playing a lot of artifact tutors. So it's like, do you, do you cut one of the, the five mana books and play uh, Phyrexian Arena? Probably that's it's good. The card itself is better, but... Is there other ways to find the Frexian Arena in the deck? No. Could we minus Tezzeret to find a book to draw extra cards? Yeah, we could. Sure, yeah. So it's like, it's a little bit janky, but there is synergy there, which is, uh, well, like I say, non-negligible. Yes, that's fun. Like you say, another weakness, Atraxa Factor. Yep. Oh, God. Yeah, you're playing Atraxa. <laughs> you could, because it's a four-color deck, this is the final weakness I want to cover, and I just want it to be a word of caution. You could end up sinking a lot of money into a deck like this that ultimately isn't the best or most powerful build of Atraxa. Go back to last arc, Arc of Escalation. Atraxa is in the Tier 2 slot. Yep. If you want Tier 2 Atraxa, this is certainly not it. No. No, this is tier... I wouldn't even say tier... Probably tier four, actually. Yeah, probably. Upper echelon of it, tier four. You know what? It's it's super fun, and it has the potential to be very powerful, but, you know, as soon as somebody knows what you're doing, a couple key placements of removals or exile, and you're kind of up shit creek without a paddle. Yeah, one of the big weaknesses that I, I, don't, I don't think we've talked about this yet is if your spy kit goes away, your deck is still playable, but it's not nearly as powerful. Yeah, that's and, for sure. And that's a big and that's, weakness. And that's the balance of of how much those of those same name cards go in, right? Yeah, because unless you're playing against everybody's playing mono black, the odds are everybody's got a super efficient way of dealing with a two-mana artifact. Yeah. Everybody can get rid of it. Yeah, for sure. Okay, so let's uh, let's go into the budget just a little bit. The deck as is costs 515 bucks, and I'm going to run through some quick stuff here so we can get to the spicy calculator and milk list because they're actually pretty good. Okay, so Noble Hierarchs in the deck because it taps for Atraxa colors, but it's 55 bucks, and we could have probably any other one-drop mana dork. Well, you could even include the guy for, we talked about him last week. What's his name? Um... For two, Bloom, ten- Bloom Tender. Bloom Tender. Just play Bloom Tender. That costs... Cost th- he costs 30 but you're still cutting 25 bucks. bucks. Yeah. And he, and he taps for four. Why not just add a Birds of Paradise for six bucks? Yeah. Or, or a Llanowar Elf for zero bucks. Or a Druid of the Anima for 10 cents. Uh, does the same thing. I think that one has red in it, actually. Oh, yeah. I'm thinking of the wrong <laughs> yeah, one. Yeah, yeah, yeah. There is an Elf that does it, though. Yeah, for sure. I guess the point is it doesn't need to be Noble Hierarch. I just like the color combination it gives you, and randomly you get an Exalted Trigger if you do have to beat ass. Yes. I also think you might be able to ditch, like, this is a, I don't know, Bitter Blossom is the other expensive card. Just wait, my friend. Okay. Just wait. Bitter Blossom at 32. We've got, and I'm not going to read them, but they do almost functionally the same thing. First response gives you a token if you are damaged last turn. Just do damage to yourself. Breeding Pit gives you a token. you got to pay two black during your upkeep. Dream Pod Druid gives you a sapperling if it's enchanted. Honden of Life's Web, it's a shrine from Kamigawa, yep. gives you a spirit token for each shrine you control. Which Colorless is, which spirit is one. token, which yeah. isn't terrible. And you could play the other shrines if you were really hurting. 
Master of the Wild Hunt, tap to get a wolf. Yeah. Right? Ophiomancer gives you a snake. Saperling Burst is a fading card from Masks Block that yeah. ticks down, but you can remove additional counters from it to make tokens. We'll just proliferate them back on. Yeah. Saperling Burst. Love it. And the Saperlings are real big, too. Yeah. Because there's tokens on Saperling Burst. Because the Saperlings are the same size as the number of counters on Saperling Burst. That's exactly it. Good card. I like that one. Yeah. Doesn't get the EDH love it deserves. Verdant Embrace gives a sapling every upkeep sapling every single upkeep yeah your opponent's upkeeps count for that one too you could you could instead and your of, dude gets bigger your in, dude yes. instead of verdant embrace you could play verdant force yeah just gives you a sapling every upkeep and it's a seven seven for green 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 four yeah and you can play him for free because you're playing this deck yeah just cut like uh cut big daddy butt sex or collar of the pack or whatever and then you get another token maker yeah Ooh, i like verdant embrace one. so cut uh Cut Bitter Blossom, get Verdant Embrace. The only difference there, besides the $35 price tag, is Bitter Blossom on turn two. Right. Yeah, that's important. Yeah. I was thinking Awakening Zone was the one I was thinking. Oh, yeah, that would work. Is an enchantment for green two. So Something like that. One yeah. turn later, every every upkeep, you get a 0-1 Eldrazi spawn, which sacks for mana. So they don't fly, it's not as efficient blockers, but they're kind of rampy. They're kind of rampy because you can save them up for sure. Um, you can save them up for a few turns, then use your natural mana plus a few of the Eldrazi spawns to cast your big big if you and they can't still, like it. And they turn into two, three tramplers with your Thunderfoot Ballad. Yep. So that's the thing, I guess. I like all that stuff. Yeah. Okay. Artifact lands plus Tezzeret. This is another subtle thing that people don't think actually costs money. Like when I put them into decks, I own them all. So I don't think that they cost anything. But those four artifact lands that we put in are actually combined total of eight bucks. And Tezzeret is 11. Dang. So you're 19 bucks for five those five cards. You're cutting out a, uh, a tutor if you lose Tezzeret. And you're cutting out a bunch of non-basics, which is probably a good thing. Non-basics that are easily removable. Because land destruction starts usually around, what, four? Three or four, Three. yeah. But I'm thinking like, okay, well... But you can about... smash an artifact for one. Or for free. Or for Vandal Blast, and then you just get your whole day ruined. Yeah. So that, <laughs> that's the thing with artifact so land. You can cut those and save yourself 19 more bucks. Planeswalker package, I mean, you could find other ways to... Both make your deck spicier and cut a bunch of, let's say, $25 out of it if you cut Nisa and Elspeth. Yep. Right? There's other token generators. Penglacial Worm, he could get cut. He doesn't really have a place other than he's a funny include because we're actually playing tutors in one of our CCO decks. And he's not 250 a, And not every day do you play something from Cold Snap. Cold Snap kind of sucked. Oh, I think that you might just keep it in there then. <laughs> You know what? If you do take all of those cuts, three hundred and sorry, two hundred nine bucks that you're taking out of the deck, and that puts you on three hundred, which is about where you're going to be for a fairly tuned kitchen table, fun to play commander deck. That's yeah. going to have some cards that you could disassemble out of it and put into a new deck. Especially if you need some of the attracts of lands, and especially if you need attracts of herself, because she's twenty eight bucks. She's lots of monies now. Yep. Damn it. So what time now? It's time for card of the, of the week. week. I think it's got to go to Purgatory. Yeah, you think? Yeah, I think, yeah, I think, I, I, I think that too, that's yeah. it, that's it. So give it a read one more time, and uh, let's talk about how much it is. I think it's okay. Purgatory is that enchantment we talked about earlier for two white black. Whenever a creature that isn't a token dies, you exile it underneath it, and then you can pay four and two life to put any creature under it into play. And then when it goes away, all the creatures under it go away too. And it costs sixty three American cents. Or 63 Canadian dollars, depending on how you want to look at it. <laughs> yes. I think that card is just great. It's a tremendous card. Yeah. And it's it's totally worth having just to kind of look at it. The art, there's a painting on it. It's beautiful. It's got a bunch of dudes like that are in purgatory. It's it's really, it's really nice. Yeah. I'm a big fan. Now, other notable cards of the week were the cards that if you didn't want to play the suggestions that, that I made for Spy Kit, I'm just going to read them. You could actually play Clarion Ultimatum, Blood Bond March, Doubling Chant, Secret Salvage, Dual Nature, and several other cards from the Echoing Cycle from Original Mirrodin Block. We're playing Echoing Truth, the bounce one. Yes. But there's also Echoing Buff Your Dude, like gives each dude with the same name plus three plus three. That would work for your opponent's dudes too. Uh, That's terrible. But it also works for our tokens. Oh, yeah. And if we've killed all of our opponent's creatures. Yeah, that's true. That's not true. bad. Those are more that just didn't make the cut for mana or budget purposes. Yes. Mostly for hard casting mana, like clear and ultimatum is like seven hard mana symbols. Yeah, balls that. Yeah, balls that. Yep. 
Milk List? Milk List. Okay, so Milk List is, for anybody new to 2018 who's listing now that wasn't in 2017. Welcome. Welcome, first of all. F you, second of all, yes. for not listening prior to this. <laughs> the Milk List is, as per edhrec.com, the color combination that we're talking about in this case, which ma or black, green, blue, white, the most popular cards per converted mana cost. So for Atraxa Colors, Zero Drop, Astral Cornucopia. No. Yeah, that's one of the stock Atraxa cards, I think. Yeah, that's uh, XXX. Yeah. Comes into play with X counters. XXX. X counters, <laughs> tap it to make X mana of any one color. They got an XXX in there, those dirty bastards. Yeah, sons of bitches. Okay, one drop slot. Soul Ring. Yes, sir. Yes. Thrumming Bird at two. Nope. Chromatic Lantern at three. Yes. Yes. Tezzeret's Gambit at four. Nope. Deep Glow Skate at five. Nope. Merciless Eviction at six. Nope. Dune Blast at seven. Nope. Ugin the Spirit at eight. Nope. Ingerk's Wake at nine. Nope. Jinkataxis the Dick at ten. Nope. Oh, Primeval Protector at 11. We're yeah, playing that guy. We are playing that yeah. guy. Yeah. Blightsteel at 12. Nope. Emrakul the Promised End at 13. Nope. And Atraxa colors only go up to 13. Good. So we've got Soul Ring and Primeval Protector and Chromatic Lantern. So Milkless matches three. Not bad. Not bad. Not bad at all. Not bad considering how many Atraxa lists there are. Yes. Okay, finally, the Spice Calculator. At the time of the list, or the notes, I mean. 4,156 Atraxa lists. She is the most colorful or uh, common Witch Maw commander. Those are her colors. She is the most common commander, yes. period. Yes, she is. Followed closely after her 41, what did I say, 4156 deck lists, closely by Thrasios and Timna. We talked about them last week at 283 lists. <laughs> huh. Funny how that works. Also, in the time it took you to say that, she got two more lists. Fuck, I hate this bitch. <laughs> God, son of a bitch. Average converted mana cost, 3.7. Doesn't feel that high because we're not casting any of those big bigs. Yeah, and we're playing things that cost 11 and 13. <laughs> yes. So that's we're good at drive this. it up. Yeah, that's right. Yeah. Critical turn, 5. Optimal game size, 6. Bigger than four. Four, you're not going to have a very fun time with this deck, but... Yeah, if you have enough time to kind of get rolling, you can you can do some damage. I suppose. I, I chose a high critical turn because even if you do go double world spine on turn four, somebody's going to cast a Wrath of God. Like, yeah. Well, I mean, and you still have 15 power worth of guys after that, but somebody else is probably going to cast a Wrath of God. Yes. Uniqueness rating. These are cards different than the stock list on EDHREC.com. Here we go. 48. Boom. 48 different cards. Now, we could talk about removing those four Planeswalkers again and bump that up to 52 to get even more spicier. And you're going to think, oh, Jesus, spice rating on this deck is going to be so high. But remember, we're playing 10 tutors. So we've got a total spice rating of 31. Just still pretty good for 10 tutors. Still 31 for 10 tutors. Now, let's say we did cut those Planeswalkers, both for budget and spice reasons. Let's just cut the tutors. Let's leave the... Let's, let's leave, leave the Planeswalkers? Let's leave the Planeswalkers. Okay. Let's leave them um, Let's say even if we cut half as many tutors, we're playing five instead of 10. Sure. We go from 31 to 37. Oh, that's not that much. Not good enough. Cut not them all. Enough. Cut them all. Zero tutors. Or one, because the, the spice formula is friendly to at least one tutor. Yes. 64! There it is. There's a good spicy deck. Right. Now, if we cut the Planeswalkers as well, because I don't actually own all of those Planeswalkers, okay. and I want to build this deck, 68. That's pretty good. That's, That's very good. That's a spicy list. That's a spicy-ass deck. Also, a lot of the tutors are find something with the same name as something else, which really only works with Relentless Rats and Spy Kit. So make of that what you will. I suppose, yeah. You know, oddly enough, if we go with a 68 spicy on this list, our other spiciest list ever was a Relentless Rats deck. <laughs> <laughs> and and it's so it's it's actually funny because Relentless Rats, you have to play it with a certain amount of cards or else it's no good. Yeah. And we uh episode 28, I think so. found a way around that. We sure did. Just like we found a way around Spy Kit and Retraced Image and Mask of the Mimic. Yes. Yeah. We're awesome. So um, with that, I want you to go into Brando's last thoughts of the day. Before we do that, there's a couple of cards that have rambled through my brain Ah. before we, while we've been talking. If we're talking about return, re, recurrable creatures, mm -hmm. why no Bloodgast? Uh, don't own it. Didn't think of it. He'd be very good. Yep. You could also play Progenitor Mimic. 
Yep. That's the green, I think he's green, blue, two, green X. Blue four or something like, oh, yeah, 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 yeah. X, 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 I think that's the one. And he comes into play and he's giant. Or there's the other green, blue clone that makes more of himself every upkeep. Oh, that's Progenitor Mimic. That's Progenitor yeah. Mimic. That's the one I'm thinking of. I don't care about that other one. But Progenitor Mimic would be really cool, too, just because more World Spine Worms is more World Spine Worms. Oh, yeah. We, we, I mean, you could go all in on World Spine Worm if you wanted. He's the biggest, baddest bitch of all of them. But then we're going all in on another card, and if that card goes away, then what are we left with? Oh, yeah. That's no good. We don't just want to play blue-green clones, because I'm already building blue-green-red clones, and that's Ooh. that's no good. Yeah. Good teaser for next week's show because uh blue, green, red, actually my favorite color, and we're gonna talk about some of that with the intro to our next arc. Yes, which is lots of fun. Yep. Okay, so I guess uh in closing, I wanna thank you all for joining us in twenty eighteen. We're looking forward to a number of great shows coming up. Our next arc I think is going to satisfy a lot of people and expand the sphere of the people that you hear from and about on our show. If you want to play Atraxa, we're here to teach you how to take the least spiciest commander in all of Magic and make it good and fun and something that nobody's ever seen before. And you get to play stupid crap like Crozen Cloud Scrapper. <laughs> yes. And lastly, but not leastly, again, thank you so much to everybody for all of the support. Please help us take down those scrapbooking ninnies and make us not look like fools for ruining our intro by copying theirs. Blah. We're going to be back with a real intro on the next episode of Commander Cookout Podcast. Hit our theme song! Ooh. Did it.